Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 17th of November. Today, the curious case of how Hugh Greenwood became a kangaroo, have we found our next Formula One ace, and the Socceroos World Cup worries. But first... Turns out Nick Kyrgios doesn't just serve bombs on the tennis court, now he's offering them up in podcasts. I just feel like it's so morally wrong to force someone to get vaccinated. Like I'm, I'm double vaxxed. I just don't think it's right to just force anyone, yet an athlete, just, oh, you can't come play here because you're not vaccinated. Kyrgios speaking on his new podcast, No Boundaries, sharing his views on the situation the Australian Open finds itself in, with world number one Novak Djokovic yet to disclose his vaccination status, and the Victorian Premier Dan Andrews strongly against the possibility of unvaccinated players participating in the tournament. But Kyrgios went further. I don't think the Oz Open should go ahead, in my opinion. Just for the people of Melbourne, like, you've got to send a message. Like, they've, how long did you guys do in lockdown? 275 days or something? Yes, Nick wants the Oz Open cancelled. Or does he? To say that I'd want the Australian Open cancelled, I think that was the sentence that got taken out of context. It's more so for the people of Melbourne who have gone through hell and back. I think it's been 275 days, nearly 300 days of lockdown and your freedom has been taken away from you. I don't think it's morally right to accept players from overseas that aren't vaccinated to come into our country and waltz around Melbourne free will to play the Australian Open. I don't think that's right. Kyrgios took to his Instagram account yesterday to provide some context for his comments that had set the tennis world alight. And for those hoping that Nick would only pour more fuel on the fire, I think you'll be disappointed. Obviously, I don't want the Australian Open cancelled. Like, I live for that. I've had my best memories there. You know, I grew up in Melbourne. I lived there for two years. I trained there every day when I was 15 to 18. Like, I've given everything to this sport. To say that I want it cancelled isn't what I meant. But at the same time, I just want it to be done correctly. And I'm sure Tennis Australia and the city of Melbourne will be looking out for people's best interests when the Australian Open does go ahead. Curios delivered a fair and reasonable explanation for his (laughs) behaviour. And Nick's all grown up. Hugh Greenwood might not be the biggest name in the AFL, but this week he's certainly been the biggest story. Greenwood, hurried left foot snap towards goal. Greenwood, perfect start for the Suns, he's pumped. Greenwood, for those unaware, has been making headlines because he was a Gold Coast son, but is now a North Melbourne kangaroo. And it happened in the most unlikeliest of fashions. Wait a minute, how did this happen? We're smarter than this. Let me walk you through it. Step one. All AFL teams are required to add at least three players to their list in the national rookie and preseason drafts. Problem for the Suns is they had a full list, so they didn't have room for new players. Step two, the Suns found a loophole. To make room to add the new players, they delisted three players, Rory Thompson, Jez McLennan and Hugh Greenwood, with the promise of redrafting those same players next week. I am very, very sneaky, sir. And the whole plan would have gone off without a hitch if it wasn't for Sarah Noble as her husband, Kangaroos coach David Noble, explained to SEN Breakfast. But I was about to jump on the plane to get come back to, to Melbourne and um, my wife rang and sort of said, you know, you better go and have a look on AFL.com. Hugh's just been delisted. So one thing led to another. I reached out on Friday. Um, we got our, our skates on over the weekend and, yeah, we were able to, to secure him as a delisted free agent. So with the help of his wife... Noble executed step three and reached out to Greenwood during his brief stint of unemployment from the Suns and made him an offer, a better offer than the remaining two years he had left with the Suns. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And he didn't. Step four, 
Greenwood accepted the deal, describing it as too good to refuse, meaning the Roos have pulled off one of the greatest trade deals in recent memory and left the Gold Coast Suns very, very red face. A fact that Gary Lyon was all too happy to point out. It's an in- embarrassment on this footy club. That's right? better. Now, I know you're trying to wind me up. No, I'm not when, trying to wind you up. But when you look at that footy club and the problems that they've existed there in terms of player retention, they saw Jared Lyons walk out the door and now establish himself as an elite midfielder. They had this bloke. They identified him. He is everything that they aspire to be and aren't, and they let him walk out the door. So why didn't not they... Not only did they let him walk out the door... They facilitated him walking out the door. And that is the story of how Hugh Greenwood became a kangaroo. And the lesson? If you value a player, don't delist them. The World Cup qualifications have continued around the globe this week and while we've seen footballing giants such as Portugal and Italy stumble and face uncertain paths to the finals next year in Qatar, Australia has been navigating a fairly smooth course through qualification in search of a fifth consecutive World Cup appearance. And last night, it continued. The cross in is a good one and the header and Australia are in front. Mitch Duke, what a fantastic ball in from the right-hand side. Australia have their goal. Mitch Duke's header against China put Australia in control of the match and solidified our spot in the top two of our group to guarantee automatic qualification. And it doesn't bode well for the Socceroos. It's a penalty for China. Oh, crap. And he scores straight down the middle. And with 20 minutes left to play, Australia have to do it all over again. But they couldn't. China's equaliser from the penalty spot meant the game finished in a draw. And with Japan defeating Oman 1-0, Japan now leapfrog Australia in the group and we fall out of the automatic qualification spots. And with only four games remaining, we're facing the serious prospect of yet more playoff matches if we want to see World Cup action in Qatar. Not now, Ricky. From Jack Brabham to Alan Jones, Mark Webber to current day Dan Riccardo, Aussie F1 drivers are a special breed. And that club might be about to welcome a new member. And Oscar Piastri brilliantly wins in Bahrain. 20-year-old Oscar Piastri, who has already been crowned the F3 world champion, is on track to claim Formula 2 world championship honours as well this season, has officially signed on as a reserve driver for Alpine F1 team in 2022. Go, go, go! The move will essentially see Piastri sitting on the bench for an F1 team in 2022, while playing a key role in testing the car as well as running it in practice sessions during the year. We're talking about practice, man. The opportunity could present itself for Piastri to join Ricardo on the grid in a Grand Prix at some stage next year, but what's more likely is that he'll secure himself a full-time driver 2023 and we'll have two Aussies in F1 for the first time since 2013. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 17th of November. Keep an eye out for the Aussie Test Squad for the Ashes, which is set to be named today. And don't forget, tonight it's Tim the Soltaker Zoo taking on world number seven ranked Takeshi Inoue from Japan to continue his journey to a world title shot. And I will be attending the fight tonight, so we'll be ready to give you a first-hand account for tomorrow's show. I'm Liam Funnigan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.